Hey, how's everybody doing? It is March 30th, 2020. And uh, holy shit, you know, <laughs> I've got a lot going on in my life right now. Um, you know, we have this coronavirus that's uh, happening out there in our society. <clears throat> you know, I uh, live in Massachusetts. We live in the central part of the state. So we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And life is just crazy right now. You know, the COVID virus is scary. You know, at first I was one of those people that completely just disagreed that the COVID virus was dangerous. You know, I thought it was overblown. I thought it was you know, just, a, I guess, another type of flu that we were overreacting to. But. You know, in Massachusetts, we've seen uh, pretty much all businesses shut down. Uh, we have schools that are shut down. My kids in the state of Massachusetts are now shut down through March 4th, or actually, excuse me, May 4th. And, you know, some states across the country, like Vermont and Kansas, have shut down for the entire school year. So, you know, it's crazy. Um, the COVID virus is changing the way we live. You know, I'm in my home right now and I work for an educational technology company and my ed tech company is obviously shut down. We create science uh, publishing products for school districts. So my customers are closed, you know, right now. So I have nobody to sell to. So I've been grounded. You know, I can't work. We can't spend any money on, um, marketing our products. So basically I'm spending the days at home right now, emailing customers. And you can imagine, you know, these school districts are trying to figure out how they're going to teach our students or their students, you know, through online. So, I mean, they really don't want to hear from me. So I'm trying to be supportive as much as I can. And Hey, I appreciate you guys uh, that have entered uh, the, uh, my, my podcast, please feel free to make some comments, follow me. But I'm just here to talk about, you know, what's going on in Massachusetts right now in the United States. So I'm a father of four. My company has me home. My wife is a doctor. So she is working crazy, crazy, crazy hours. And, you know, we spent the weekend. She was home. Yesterday she called, I think it was six or seven different uh, patients who had taken the COVID test to tell them that they had tested positive. And, you know, you don't know my wife, but, you know, very intelligent woman. She grew up in a, you know, kind of a poor family. Um, I did as well. And she worked her way through school, worked her way through medical school, took out loans, paid for herself. And she works now in a community health center, you know, taking care of underprivileged people. So she's really a hero. You know, she does a great, great work. Very even keeled person. She doesn't panic. You know, she's usually the voice of reason. For the first time in over 20 years of my knowing her, she is panicking. And I've never seen that before. So, you know, some of the things that she thinks, she thinks this disease is airborne. And one of the things that she's seeing with patients is this isn't just a flu. It isn't just a cold. You know, this COVID-19, in addition to giving people pneumonia, and other things like that, it's also resulting in, you know, vital organs in people's bodies basically shutting down. So we're seeing more now than just elderly people passing away. 
you know, we're seeing younger, healthy people that did not have, you know, pre-existing conditions passing away. So, you know, shit's getting real. Shit's scary right now. So where I'm at again is I'm a father of four. My company has me at home. My wife's a doctor. She's working crazy hours. And I've got four kids home by myself. Now, for any of you that have kids, <laughs> I mean, you know, it can be great, but can all, it can also be difficult. And for those of you that have younger kids, I mean, you have a certain set of challenges, you know, with younger kids where, you know, you're maybe not sleeping, you know, they're running around the house like crazy, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of challenges. You're changing diapers, feeding, doing all that stuff. And it's a lot of work, you know, but then as your kids get older and those with teenagers know where I'm going here, you know, it becomes different. You know, there are social issues involved. The problems change, but they become in a lot of ways more complicated. So the rundown of my four kids, my oldest is 17 years old and he's really a miracle. Uh, some of you who are on Facebook may have seen him. Um, he's an actor and he won a leading role in Elf the Musical this past Christmas, all the TV stations in Boston picked up the story. He was in the USA Today. I mean, it was pretty amazing. But as a father, you know, we still worry, and my wife does as well, about what type of future he has. So for him, he goes to a specialty therapeutic school for kids on the autism spectrum, and they have him on a set schedule, and he's done great. You know, we don't know if he's going to be able to go to college or not. We hope he is. But now here is this kid that's really used to having a set schedule and he has teachers that know how to teach him. You know, I'm home with him trying to get him to do work right now. And again, you know, I may sell educational products, but I'm not, I'm not a teacher. You know, I don't know how to teach and teaching is a very difficult thing to do. I know people look at teachers and think, wow, you know, they get summers off you know, school day ends at 2.30 in the afternoon or, you know, whenever, different times in different different areas of the country, obviously. You know, they get school vacations off. I mean, what a, you know, what a fantastic job. And, you know, in a lot of ways, it is a fantastic job. But, you know, teaching is hard. Teaching is hard. I mean, for teachers to be put into a classroom, they have expectations of what they need to teach the kids. They have limited budgets to buy the materials that they need to teach these kids. And I mean, they're planning at night, you know, they, they may get done at two 30 in the afternoon, but they're doing lesson plans at night, you know, going out to Walmart and buying things that um, the schools have not bought for them. They are dealing with classrooms where you have, you know, maybe 30 kids, five to seven are, you know, very intelligent, great students. You may have three or four special needs students who are on IEPs, you know, a handful of kids that just don't want to be there and don't care. And they have to find a way to pull this all together and, you know, teach these kids. And um, it's not easy. So anyway, you know, I'm now home trying to do my job, trying to reach out to customers. I've got my oldest son who has autism, who's home, and I'm trying to motivate him and get him to do his work. And that certainly has not been easy you know, by any stretch of the imagination. So he's 17. He's a teenager. Then I've got my 15-year-old uh, daughter home. And thank God I have her. She went through absolute hell in middle school. You know, she had a couple of little 
bitchy middle school girls that kind of targeted her and uh, bullied her. So after a very long period of time of her just struggling in the public school system, we decided to homeschool her this year. Now, she's a brilliant girl, very smart. She's a writer. She's written two books on Wattpad, which is a, it's an app that you can actually put on your phone or whatever. You can also access it via your computer. But people from all over, you know, write books on this. And some pretty famous authors have been discovered on Wattpad. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, not exactly one of my favorites, but that was originally posted on Wattpad. So my daughter has written two books. Uh, the first one was called The Misfits which has a bunch of followers and it's really good. And she's writing another one now called The Choosing, which is, um, you know, I guess kind of like a uh, Stephen King style mystery horror, whatever, almost like the, uh, the Hunger Games type of book. And, you know, from what everyone's saying right now, it's good. So anyway, I've got her home. You know, I've got a 17-year-old home with autism, a 15-year-old daughter who is already used to, you know, schooling, through the computer every day. Then I've got my youngest two, um, Ethan, who is 13. And quite honestly, you know, <laughs> you know, I get, um, he's a good kid. I mean, my daughter gets straight A's. He gets mostly straight A's. He's a good athlete, but he's also a 13 year old boy in seventh grade. So I've been getting, you know, calls from the school where he's getting sent to the office and he's been fooling around. And, you know, that's pretty typical of middle school boys. They just become very social in middle school. But I'll tell you, I think when I see some of his teachers and his principal coming up once this thing's over, I may owe them, you know, lunch, flowers, a hug, something for putting up with not just him, but all the other middle school kids. You know, quite frankly, whatever they're paid to do what they do. They're not paid enough. I mean, it's just a, an incredibly hard job to be a principal or a, you know, an assistant principal, a teacher in a middle school. It's just uh, crazy, really crazy. So anyway, I've got him at home. He's a pain in the ass. He, he's driving me crazy right now. He wants to play video games till midnight, one o'clock in the morning, talking to his friends. And I get it. You know, he's social. He misses his friends and you know, he likes hanging out with his friends at the town park playing basketball and, you know, he loves baseball, uh, football. These are things he just can't do right now. So I know he's struggling, but man, this morning, you know, he woke up and uh, I had to, you know, try to get him up and running with his schoolwork. And, you know, he's on the computer doing some work, but he's on his phone talking to his friend. So I had to take his phone away. And, you know, he threw a big tantrum, so he got sent to his room. And <laughs> the, the way I give him some extra chores is we have two dogs. So I sent him out to in the backyard here. It's the end of March. And, uh, you know, in Massachusetts, we get quite a bit of snow. So we had a lot, a lot of dog shit <laughs> in the backyard. So he went outside with the shovel and the little scooper and picked up probably a 100 loads of dog shit that have been sitting out there since, you know, December. So we kind of got him uh, taken care of with that. And, you know, I, he, he, he's been better this afternoon. But, uh, you know, the middle two, both very smart kids. Hey, I am from the Earth. How you doing? Thanks for joining. Let me know if you have any questions, and I'd be happy to chat with you. Um, so anyway, um, my youngest is – hey, what's up, man? So my youngest is 10 years old, and you know, he struggles in school, so you know, I'm doing the best I can trying to help him. So here I am, father of four. You know, I'm not a teacher. My wife's a doctor. She's working crazy hours. 
my job's been shut down. So, you know, my customers, I sell educational publishing. They're all home. They're not working. They don't want to hear from me. So here I am now. I'm trapped in my house out in the middle of nowhere in central Massachusetts. And I've become a homeschool teacher. And hey, Natalia, what's up? Hey, let me know if you have anything, uh, any questions. I'm just looking for some support here. As I've been saying, I'm a father of four. I've got four kids home, three are teenagers. One has autism. One is a 13-year-old boy who's an absolute pain in the ass right now. As I said today, I couldn't um, get him to do any of his schoolwork today. So we have uh, two dogs that live in our house, and we get quite a bit of snow where I live. So his punishment for basically being a pain in the ass today was we sent him out in the backyard and make him, made him pick up a, about 100 loads of dog shit. They've been out there since December. So he's been better this afternoon. But, you know, th this whole thing, you know, I, I, where, where are you guys from? I've got Natalia, and I'm from the earth. Uh, there were some Indian guys who were using inappropriate language on Podbean. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. But where, where are you guys from? I see Natalia and I'm from the earth. Are you from the U.S., another country? Where are you at? Um, I'm, I'm in the U.S. I'm in Massachusetts, about an hour and 20 minutes um, west of Boston. So we're in an area you know, called the Worcester Hills, kind of a high-end elevation in a very rural part of Massachusetts. If any of you have been to the Boston area and, and have been in that general area, it's very populated. So, oh, from Brazil. Fantastic. I would love to visit Brazil. I have a friend, uh, Ursula, who was from Brazil. And she, oh, she talks about how beautiful it was. I mean, you're very fortunate. The weather must be nice. Warm weather. I think we've got about 40 degrees Fahrenheit here right now in the U.S. So it's pretty, pretty cold where I live right now. But uh, how, how's the coronavirus in Brazil right now? Has it been, you know, kind of as crazy as it's been up here? You know, for the first time, I think I'm kind of panicking. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that uh, doesn't really panic about much. I was doubting the severity of this whole thing. But my wife's a doctor. And she, the, the, the stories that she's telling me right now, we, we sat in the house yesterday, which was Sunday. And she had to call, I think it was six or seven patients that had tested positive for COVID-19 and give them the news that they had, um, you know, tested positive. So, you know, it's scary to see how many people in New York and now Massachusetts have this disease. I saw a video this morning on Twitter where some guy was filming in New York City as they were literally using a forklift to pick up dead bodies and load them into a truck in New York city. And the guy literally was trembling as he was recording the video. And they had recently also a large aircraft, you know, carrier size ship um, dock in New York city. And they're going to be turning that into a hospital of sorts where people with COVID-19 can go. So, you know, in the U S right now, things are getting real. You know, we've seen it in China. We've seen it in Italy. Spain's getting really bad. And the U.S. is really, you know, it's we're leading the world right now in the diagnosis. And, you know, the way I looked at it, I've been looking at the numbers. For me, at first, I looked at this as a glorified flu. I don't think it is. I mean, from what my wife is telling me, her feeling is that this illness is airborne. So you don't have to touch something. If you're in a room that someone sneezed in two hours ago and they had the COVID virus, you have a chance of getting that virus. So... You know, it's airborne, number one. Um, number two, you know, you're hearing stories about, you know, it's, it's a fever. 
people are having a hard time breathing, you know, maybe they're getting um, shortness of breath, whatever, maybe pneumonia in a worst case scenario. They're saying it's just the older population that is, you know, sick at this point. It's not the case. What she is seeing in the hospitals is people are having internal organ failure with this. So, you know, livers, kidneys, vital organs are shutting down in people's bodies right now. And it's not just the 70 and over population, you know, the 80 and over population, you know, it's not, um, it's not just the young, you know, the, the old and the people who are in danger. I mean, it is, you know, we have, we have, we have younger people that are getting sick. There, there was a story the other day. Hey, Sinister Breed, good to see you again. What's up? Uh, there was a story the other day uh, of a 22-year-old college lacrosse player that developed COVID. He's now in a coma. So we're seeing younger, healthier people also getting this disease. So for the first time today, I did it. You know, <laughs> if you know me, you know, U.S., I voted for Trump. I know a lot of people hate Trump. Don't hold that against me. But <laughs> licking toilet seats. Yeah, you know, I've stayed away from that so far. But I live in a house with three teenage boys. You know, you have to look before you sit down every time you go to the bathroom or you sit down with a splash. You know, my, my boys piss all over the toilet seat and it's just awful. <laughs> so anyway, I see another person enter. Welcome. Please be to make some, you know, please feel free to make some comments. I'd like to have a discussion, you know, about things that are going on. But uh Finally today, I looked like a jackass in my opinion, but I went out with one of the medical masks on. My wife brought one home for me because she's telling me this thing's airborne. So I had to go to a Walmart today to pick something up for my kids. Didn't want to go. So I went in and I'll tell you, you know, I had that mask on. There were probably eight or nine other people that had it on. Uh, most of the people did not. And I felt, you know, I, I thought the same thing, Sinister Breed, but the thing that my wife is saying, she's a physician she runs a community health center out where we live. And she's saying that a lot of the doctors are talking about, they believe it is in fact airborne. The CDC is not reporting it. Yes, Kenny, I'm based in Massachusetts. About an hour and 20 minutes west of Boston. So I agree. It hasn't been reported though, Sinister Breed, that it's not that it's airborne, but she believes that it is. And a lot of her colleagues believe that it is. And they think that the CDC is just not reporting that. So, you know, whether it is or not, I don't want to start rumors. It may not be, but I did go out today with a mask and I, <laughs> you know, I felt like an idiot. I'm not, I'm not one that would ever do that. That's the first time in my life that I've ever worn one. And I had people looking at me like I had three heads. If I went out again, I probably would not do it. But uh, Kenny, where are you based? I'm just kind of curious. You asked me if I'm based in the U.S. Where are you at? So anyway, I'm, I'm just talking about some of the shit I'm going through right now. I'd like to hear, you know, some of the stuff you guys are going through right now. Also, I see four people on. I'm a father of four. My company has shut down my work, so I can't travel. I work in sales for a company that sells <laughs> that sells educational products. I saw your comment about being ninja ready and ready to kill zombies. Hey, man, this could be the zombie apocalypse. I know I had that show the other night. We were talking about horror movies. This could be the zombie apocalypse. I mean, if, if I start seeing zombies, I'm going to, I guess, uh, inner challenge my inner Michonne or uh, Daryl and just start attacking zombies. So, oh, South Africa, another place I would love to go to. We've got um, Natalia, who's from Brazil. Kenny, I've always wanted to visit South Africa. My wife was just talking about that. My wife and I were talking about that a couple of days ago. We have never been to Africa. We've traveled in Europe, but... Oh, South Africa looks beautiful. So, 
It's saying you're quarantined, and it's a 21-day lockdown up here. Wow. Yeah, what, what we've got here in Massachusetts right now, uh, again, I'm you know about an hour, hour, 20 minutes west of Boston, uh, not too far from Connecticut in the New England area. The schools that my kids go to are shut down through May 4th. The schools in Vermont have closed through the end of the year. And our school year goes until the end of June in New England. So that's a pretty long closure. Uh, the schools in Kansas have shut down. Now in Massachusetts, pretty much everything is shut. You can't go to a restaurant. You can order takeout, takeout from restaurants, um, you know, bowling alleys, movie theaters, really any type of entertainment has been shut down completely. Uh, you know, grocery stores are open, so you can go in and buy food, things like Walmart. Pharmacies are still open, but we're definitely in, you know, a quarantine, social distancing phase, as they call it right now. But I don't think it's going to get better, you know, anytime soon. I was kind of hoping that we'd be out of this thing, you know, maybe by May. But, you know, what my wife's been saying again, and I'd love to have her on. She actually won't come on with me. I will at some point. She's a physician, smart woman. And, you know, just so you guys don't think, you know, we're not these snobby, you know, people. She's a physician, whatever. I grew up in New Hampshire, poor family. Um, I got a scholarship to college for football that paid my way. And my wife worked through college and then paid for her entire medical school on her, on her own. And she now runs a community health center in Massachusetts that takes care of, um, you know, the underserved population. She runs a Suboxone clinic looking to get people off of drugs because she's had that in her family. So, you know, been talking to her and she, she thinks that we're looking at in the U.S. anyway. I mean, I can't say for South Africa. I can't say for Brazil, uh, but we're looking at probably this is going to go into the summer months for us, which would be June. And you may see the country start to pull back. You may start seeing cases drop around that period of time. But what she's saying is that probably in the fall for us, which is August and September, when the kids start going back to school, you're going to see another spike again. Yeah, you're right. Um, terrible time. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, Kenny, you just posted that coronavirus came at a bad time. You're doing your final year in varsity. Oh, see, that's something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately. Um, you know, kids that are in their senior year of high school, senior year of college. Now, I'm not sure what varsity is, if that means a school or if that means a sport. In the high schools here, we have sports that are called varsity sports in the U.S. So if you play baseball on a varsity team, you're on the A team for baseball in that particular school. But that's terrible, man. I'm really sorry to hear that. I mean, luckily, you know, I've got a son who's a junior in high school. He's 17. Um, my daughter's 15. I have a son that plays baseball, and he's a very, very good baseball player, but he's in seventh grade. He is going to miss his middle school baseball season, and he also plays travel baseball and uh, AAU, so he's going to probably miss that. But, yeah, th this is something, again, I mean, I'm 52 years old. I'm a fairly you know, older guy. I think I've got some younger people on here. My wife's in her mid-40s. I have a dad that's 79 years old, and he's suffering through dementia right now. So you know, we can't even go up to see him, which is which is brutal. You know, I mean, my dad is living at home. He doesn't want to go into assisted living. So, no, I can't even go up and visit him. I am going to break the rules and go up and see him tomorrow. Now, I have to travel to another state 
So I'm kind of hoping I don't get pulled over and get in trouble for it. But, you know, it is what it is. So, hey, uh, I've got quite a few people on, which is awesome. So nine people have checked in so far. I've got four online now. I'd, I'd like to hear from all of you. I mean, do you think the coronavirus, is this thing overblown? Do you think we're overreacting? Or is this legitimately as bad as people are telling us? I mean, for me, for a long time, you know, I thought that it was overblown. But I'm starting to feel the other way right now is I'm seeing these numbers coming in. I mean, we've got over 30,000 deaths worldwide right now. My, my wife's saying that she she thinks we could have over 100,000 deaths. Yeah, you know, I think it's legit too. I hate to say it, you know. Uh, I think it's Romy. I'm not sure how to say your name, but I think it's legit also. I, I see Kenny again. It's so sad. My daughter's turning 14, uh, turning one year in May, and my academics are put on hold. Yeah, that's brutal, you know. It's brutal. You're right. We're, we're being held hostage by a beast. And it's funny you said that because I just heard that. I don't know if you listen to Howard Stern, pretty popular you know, American broadcaster. Uh, I was listening to his show on satellite radio as I was driving around. That's exactly what he called it. He called it a beast. He said we're being held hostage by this beast right now. I mean, you know, I'm going nuts. I mean, I'm a guy that's very busy. You know, I coach sports. I've got four kids. We're running around to multiple activities, you know, baseball, softball. They're in plays, you know, theater. We do a lot. And right now I'm stuck at home all day, every day, trying to homeschool my kids. I mean, for me in school, I wasn't a great student. I struggled through school. Luckily, I could play football, you know, American football. So I was able to get into college, you know, for, for that. But I was never a great student. So I've got my 17-year-old son who has autism. I'm trying to teach him. You know, I've got a 15-year-old daughter who luckily is brilliant she homeschools already because she went through all kinds of bullying and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I could get into that story too. What she went through is absolute garbage in middle school. Um, a 13 year old boy who just knows everything about everything right now. I had to fight with him all day today to get him to do his work. And for, for some of the newer people that are on right now, I guess it was kind of mean when I did, but he was fighting with me. He wouldn't do his work. He's on his phone with his friends yelling at me. So we live again in a pretty cold climate. We get quite a bit of snow. We have two dogs and we can now see, I'm looking outside, we have a little bit of snow, but we can see the ground right now. So I had him go out and he picked up all the dog poop that had been out there all winter. And let me tell you, it had to been had to be at least, you know, 100, <laughs> 150 piles of dog poop that he had to scoop and throw into the woods behind our house because we live in a, in a little bit of a forest area. So he's been pretty good after that. But the four of them I just sent off, you know, we have a little pond near our house and there's nobody near it. It's in a very rural area. So they're out fishing right now. And I just had to get on and vent and uh, talk about some of the, some of the garbage I'm going through right now. I mean, this is, this is hell. I mean, I've never been through this in my life and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way, you know, I mean, to be quarantined, not to be able to, you know, see friends, not to be able to go out and do the things that we normally do. Um, it's difficult. I mean, let me, let me ask you, I've got still five people on here. What are you doing to pass the time? If you're all quarantined, like we are in the U S I know we've got someone from South Africa. We've got someone here also from, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Help me. Uh, Brazil as well. Where are the other people on here from? And do we have anybody else from the U S do we have people from other countries? You know, I'd love to know where, where you're all at, but you know, the whole, the whole thing about this thing being legit, I mean, it's crazy and it's scary. And the video I saw this morning on Twitter with the forklift 
literally loading dead bodies onto a truck in New York City from a hospital was one of the most terrifying images I have ever seen. I mean, the guy that shot the video was some guy from New York City, had his camera out on his phone and started shooting it. Oh, Israel, very cool. Wow. I'll tell you, this is amazing to be able to talk to so many people from all around the world. Now, how are things in Israel? Just out of curiosity. I mean, I, I saw the numbers and, you know, you, you don't seem to have the numbers that we have in the U.S. Do you have a lot of numbers right now of people with coronavirus or COVID-19? You know, are you in quarantine? Um, what's happen happening in Israel right now? I'd love to hear that. So, you know, anyway, in the U.S., we're, we're, do we're doing the best we can. Um, I don't think life is going to get back to normal anytime soon. Okay, so you're you're in you're in quarantine for like 20 days as well. Wow. I mean this is this is crazy. You know, I've never seen anything like this in my life and you know, I guess my my question is, you know, is life going to be the same after this thing wraps up? I mean, is this maybe not exactly what we're seeing right now. We're not all going to be in quarantine, but in a way is this going to be maybe the new normal a little bit? Okay, it said, and if you if you if you're out, you get a fine. You get a fine. Wow. So, oh my God, that's crazy. See, that's not. It's not that way here. I can go for a walk, you know, with our dogs or whatever, and we don't get a fine. So if you go out for a walk with your family, you can literally get stopped by the police and get a fine. You know, pr probably not a, not a bad thing though, because I think, you know, in the U.S., um, Trump did not take this thing seriously. And again, you know, I voted for Trump. So, you know, I couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I was not a fan of her at all. I've gone both ways politically. So this is definitely not a political show. I voted for Democrats. I voted for Republicans. I voted for Barack Obama. So I kind of go with whatever way I feel like going in a presidential election based on, you know, what I'm looking for. But, you know, Trump cut the funding for the CDC and it's coming back to bite us right now. I don't think he reacted quickly enough so let's see if you walk your dog if you walk with your dog over 200 meters from your house they'll tell you to get wow get the fuck back into your house that's crazy that is absolutely crazy hey i'm sorry you're going through that now are you allowed to i assume you can go out to the grocery stores to buy food and things like that i mean that's one of the things we're still allowed to do here uh, but we haven't quite gone into complete lockdown so that's good so least you can do that but now, do you have kids by any chance are you a mom or are you younger i mean i'm just kind of wondering you know how old you are and how this is changing your life i mean i'm not a you know a 20 something anymore i'm in you know early 50s i've got four kids my wife and i both work so i mean we don't have a huge social life anymore in my 20s i would have been going out to the bars and all that stuff all the time but if they stop you they will ask you where you live wow that is crazy so that's super strict you know and maybe maybe that's the right approach I mean, if you look at the numbers and you look at how this thing is skyrocketing, you know, maybe in the U.S. and in some places we're not doing enough. I mean, if you look in China, they really lock things down. And, you know, in China, I mean, the, the, the cases have, you know, slowed down quite a bit. So the lockdown in China has helped. You know, here, get this story. You guys, this you're not going to believe this. Now, I live, like I mentioned, small town, okay? We have a pretty strict quarantine rule here, you know, social distancing. You're really expected to stay home unless you go into a grocery store or something similar. On social media, this past weekend, I had friends. Uh, I don't know if you guys have Facebook. I'm sure you do. You probably have other forms of social media. But on Facebook, we had friends posted par uh, pictures of a giant block party. 
in one of their neighborhoods where they had a campfire. They had probably, I don't know, 30, 40 people out drinking beer by a campfire this weekend. And to me, I remember just seeing that and thinking, you know, no matter how bad this thing gets or no matter how many warnings you give people, people just are crazy. They, they, you know, to, to do something like that is completely irresponsible. You're putting your lives at risk. You're putting the lives of others at risk. And uh, we were just blown away. You know, my, my wife and I could not believe it when we saw that. These are people we know. And, uh, you know, we're not going to say anything to them. I mean, they have to make their own decisions. But, you know, where we live, I'm not sure if you live in a bigger city. My wife and I used to live in Boston. And when you live in this area, you know, Boston is very expensive for real estate. So when we got married, we looked at central Massachusetts and, you know, we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, the police, it's hard for them to monitor every neighborhood because the houses are set back in the woods and we have a lot of privacy with our houses and things like that. But uh, I don't know. It's just absolute crazy craziness to me. You know, I hope all of you that have been on, I hope you choose to follow me. You know, I'm going to be talking a lot about the coronavirus, but about other subjects as well, you know, but for me, you know, <laughs> it's been three weeks now. As I mentioned, I'm a father of four. Shit is getting real for me. This is very difficult. You know, uh, I'm afraid that, that I could lose my job. I mean, I'm working for home, from home. Um, my customers are all closed. I mean, I, we, we sell educational textbooks to schools. So the schools aren't buying anything. Okay, so you're in Tel Aviv. Yep. So you're you're in a bit you're in a good sized city, and so it's easy to to track you and see you and monitor that. So that makes a lot of sense. And I gotta say, it's so cool that I'm talking to you. I mean, to have someone from Tel Aviv, Brazil, another person from South Africa on the call today, so cool. I absolutely love this. Um, but you know, things are getting real. I mean, I, I hope I don't lose my job. If we do, luckily my wife makes a good salary, and we're going to be fine. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I mean, I, I think I, all in all, I'm a good person. You know, I, I've lived in the U S my entire life. I grew up in New Hampshire. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, grew, grew up in very meager, you know, beginnings. My wife did as well. And, and we've both worked for everything we have. So, um, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. And you, you do as well. I, I really enjoy you texting and, you know, kind of participating in my show. It makes things a little bit easier for me to talk when I have other people participating. Oh, see, so you're 34. You don't have kids. I didn't see that. You have three cats and a dog. Nice. We have two dogs and a cat, but all the cat feeders are gone. So I find myself, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. We've got our two dogs and they, and they go kind of crazy when we can't take them off for walks as much. And we have our cat also. But uh, yeah, not, nothing like having pets. So, hey, listen, I, I've really enjoyed talking. I actually have a work conference call that's coming up in about five minutes. I'd love to go on for a while longer. I can't. So I'm going to have to sign off. But please, you know, take a minute to follow me. I will follow all of you back if you choose to follow me. And uh, hopefully you'll join me again because I'm going to talk about some real issues. Awesome. I really appreciate that. I'm going to follow you back as well. Uh, that's so cool. And yeah, we'll definitely talk again. I'll, I'll probably be on sometime later today, and I may even come up with a schedule of when my shows are going to broadcast. And I know there's a call-in feature also. So in the future, feel free to call in. I'd love to chat with you all in person. So I'm going to sign off now, now for, you know, to all of you. Be safe, everybody. Take this thing. I think it's a real threat to our world right now. Take the precaution. Be safe. My thoughts and prayers are with all of you. And uh, just be well, okay? So until next time, I'm going to sign off now. Very cool. Thank you. And we'll talk to you all soon, very soon, I hope. Take care.